What's up, City Hope? Man, you guys look amazing. Welcome to church. It's so great to have you guys with us this weekend. Um, let's do this real quick before we jump in. Uh, you guys help me at every campus, um, every location, even if you're watching online right now. It's just you and a computer. Um, if you're at the, one of the correctional facilities, I want you all to give each other the biggest round of applause you possibly can. Every campus, we're going to just applaud everybody. Man, it was good to be in church. Um, even if you were sitting in a Starbucks right now, it'd be really cool if you were just like clapping away. It'd be awesome. Um, well, listen, welcome to church, man. It's great to have you guys. We're going to jump right into to part two of this I know. Um, I, I hope that last week this was helpful. I hope it was something that, um, that has kind of stuck with you and it's just been a part of your, a part of your week. Um, over the last seven days as maybe you've processed it. And um, I hope in, in some way that last week as we kind of unpacked this idea that it's, um, it's kind of haunted you in some way, in, in, in a positive way, that it's just that voice that just kind of sneaks up behind you and stays right there on top of you all week long as you think about this idea. And basically last week, the kind of the big picture is, um, is, that, is that our identities... So many of our identities are in the wrong place. The things that we've allowed to define us are in the wrong place. And we kind of we summed it up this way. We summed it up like this, that when you have identity amnesia, whenever you forget who you really are, you'll look horizontally for what you've already been given vertically. And we've said that Jesus has already given you this identity. He's already spoken over you who you are, what you are, what you're all about, what purpose there is in your life. But the problem is in, in every single one of our lives that we disconnect from that. We disconnect from what he knows to be true about us. And we have identity amnesia. We forget this thing. And all of a sudden, we, we latch onto, we connect to horizontal things. We, we, we begin to connect our identity to things that are in our lives. We talked about successes and failures. We talked about negative words that have been spoken over us or these things in our life that have ultimately defined us. And whenever we slowly begin to step back and disconnect from who God says we are, that our natural thing is just to connect back to these old horizontal things that have defined us and we replace what he's already given us what he's already put in us from the very very beginning this identity thing is so important to us fully becoming who christ has called us to be for us to live out who he knows us to be if we could just get that in sync if we could just connect who he knows we are and who we know we are, but right now there's this gap, there's this divide. And every single day we're trying to pursue that and become everything that he's called us to be. A few months ago, I was in, um, I was in California. And I just was in for a few meetings. And so I went down, you know, flew in and went down to rent my car. And, um, and while I walked down there, it was a little frustrating. The lady comes out, she's like, I'm sorry, you, you know, your car's not ready. Um, there's not a whole lot of options. She said, but listen, I got two over here. You can, you can have whatever you want. You can have either one of them. And so I said, all right, fine, whatever. So she takes me around the corner and she shows me these two cars. One of them, the car on the right, um, was a nice car. It was a great looking car, a little Toyota Corolla, just a you know, sharp little car. Um, I thought, okay, cool. But the car to the left was a totally pimped out, loaded Dodge Challenger. <laughs> like loaded. And what this sweet lady did not know is that I had been crushing on a Dodge Challenger for quite some time. And so, of course, I look at the lady and I'm like, um, gosh, I don't know. Let me think about it for a second. That one? <laughs> like, whatever. Why wouldn't you just go ahead and pull it up for me and have it ready for me? Like, duh. Okay, so, but I see this car, this amazing car. 
But I've been, I've seriously loved that car for a very, very long time. I've read all the specs. I've checked it out, all the horsepower, the torque, the this, the that. I'm like, dude, I want to get behind a muscle car so bad, and I want to just feel that power. Am I right? Can I hear a good grunt, man? Right? And this was my chance, man. I had, a, I, had a few, I had a few extra hours here and there. I mean, I could drive up the coast. I could just, you know, me and my car, because for two days it was my car. Right? I was like, man, this is it. This is amazing. But here's what's interesting about this car in all of its amazingness. I had read everything, I had heard everything, I'd seen the commercials, I had seen all of it, but until I experienced the power of that car, I I had no idea. I literally did not know the power that that thing had until I actually sat behind the wheel and I just punched it. You know what I'm saying? And so many of us, we live and we're in church and we read our Bibles and we do this thing and we hear about what it's like to live in our purpose and to live in our identity. And it's kind of like that commercial. You hear me talking about power. You hear me talking about authority. You hear me talking about you living in the, the, the design of your life and the way God called you to be. But until you fully embrace it and you feel the power of your life in sync with God, you have no idea what you're missing. No idea what you're missing. When you sit behind the wheel of your life and your identity is connected to who he says you are, And your life is driving out of that. You're moving through life with your foot on the pedal from that place of identity. You will never be the same. Everything will look different. You will get there faster, right? And you'll make a whole lot more noise getting there. And it'll be amazing, right? This is living in our identity. This is who we're called to be. And the goal of our life has to be that what God knows to be true about me has to become what I know to be true about me. This gap, this divide, it cannot last any longer. We have to connect them. And last week, we we unpacked two of those things that I believe is crucial, is vital for us to live this kind of life out. And the first one is this, is that it requires a daily sink of what he knows. For me to know what he knows, I have to find that out every single day. Every single day, I need connectivity. I need a download. I need a connect. I need a sink with God which means I need quiet, I need alone time, I need to be able to focus on who he says I am. I need to give him my everything for just a few moments every single day so that I can hear and be reminded, oh yeah, this is who I am. Oh yeah, this is what he says about me. Oh yeah, this is the way he sees me. And then the second thing is this, is that it requires preaching his truth, this truth that I receive every single day to myself all day long. All day, son, right? Like all day. Like over and over and over because the negativity of our mind, the negativity of all the horizontal and all these things that try to take us over, that try to consume us, the the things that try to pull us back in when we think it's the negativity of a person or we think it's a circumstance or we think it's a success or a failure, our natural thing is to lean back into that thing. And we have to go, no, 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 that's that's not who I am. Hold up, Trey, that's not who you are. This is what God said. Remember what God said about you. Remember who he said you are. Last week, we talked about uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. It says this. It says, we capture those rebell- their rebellious thoughts and we teach them to obey Christ. What a beautiful picture, a perfect picture, because you know how f- that fast a thought can run through your mind. And you also know how fast you can grab hold of that thought and run with it. Right? And that thought will take you down a deadly dark path. And before you know it, you're doubting your existence. You're doubting who you are. You're doubting what you've been called to do. You're doubting everything about your life. 
All of a sudden, your life stinks. All of a sudden, you've got a terrible marriage. All of a sudden, your kids are hellions. All of a sudden, just everything is terrible because you caught onto this thought and you ran with it. Instead of grabbing it and taking authority of it and saying, no, 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 let me teach you what my Jesus said about this. Right? And it's repetition and it's coming back and it's saying, no, 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 this is what just this morning Jesus told me this. Whoa, 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 whoa. I read in my Bible just today that Jesus said this. And we preach that truth to ourselves over and over and over and over again. Why? So that what he knows about me can become what I know about me. And then we can live in the power of that identity and who God has called me to be. And here's where I want to go today. The third point that I couldn't get to last week, that I just needed a little bit more time to unpack. I need a little bit more time to get there. So that's today. The, the, the third thing, and, and let me set it up by saying this. If this life is left to you and you alone, you will fail. If this Christian life and you becoming everything that God has called you to be is left up to you and you alone, you will not make it. The third thing is this, is that it requires surrounding yourself with his people. We were made literally to do life together. We were made to require one another's assistance and help in becoming everything that we were called to be. We need each other. We have to have each other. We have to have authentic, vulnerable Christian community where we stand beside each other and we walk with each other into this place that God has called us to be. Now, I know, I know, we say community, we say relationships, we say all these kinds of things, and we got all kinds of thoughts kind of going off in our brain right now. We got all kinds of things going on. What I'm talking about is not your 727 Facebook friends. Nope. Okay, because that's not authentic relationship. Did I just burst a bubble? I'm so sorry. I'm really not. I don't care. Listen, that's not real relationship. When you're looking through the window of someone else's timeline, you don't really know them. Until they can look you eyeball to eyeball and call you out and speak life into you, you don't really know them. That's the kind of community we've got to have. We've got to have people that know me. There's a, there's a little game that my kids love to play um, every night at the dinner table. We play this little game. We've been playing it for months now, and it's just getting more and more absurd um, because we're still reclaiming the table. Is anybody else still reclaiming the table? Can I get, nope, mm-hmm, right, all right, super, super. Lots of time invested, good, I love it, okay. Um, we're still reclaiming the table, people. Um, so anyway, so we're playing this game. We're just having good family time, and this game is called Would You Rather? Right? Some of you have played this game, and it's just absurd. It's crazy. You just come up with these random things. Would you rather do this or would you rather do that? You go around the table, and everybody kind of you know, chimes in, and it's funny and all that kind of stuff. Um, so just to kind of give you an example, it would be kind of like this. Would you rather sit on a porcupine or, um, let's see, what's another one? Sit on a porcupine or walk on hot coals? Okay, so it's that kind of thing. So you look at it and go, oh, okay, I don't, I don't really know. That both sound terrible, but okay. Or would you rather always have hiccups or would you rather always be right on the verge of a sneeze? <laughs> right? I mean, how do you make these decisions, right? Okay, this is what I feel like, and, and sometimes my kids get all crazy and they're typically about poop and diarrhea and it's, you know, you know or, or it gets really nasty and it's like, while you're sleeping, would you rather a roach crawl in your mouth or a spider crawl in your mouth? And it's like, whoa, I'm out, I'm done. 
But here's what I feel like relationship is. I feel like we're playing this game, would you rather? And I'm saying, hey, would you rather enter into authentic, vulnerable Christian relationship or would you rather eat a raw ostrich egg? And you went, egg. Give me an egg right now. Give me that ostrich egg. Right? Because we, we just, we're terrified of what this is. We're terrified of what this looks like to have authentic, vulnerable, real, raw relationships with other human beings. But without them, we will not become everything that God's called us to be. Without these relationships in our life, we will not step into what God says we are. You know, I've realized over my life that for, I mean, go back 15 years, and I think some of the most significant and the most major spiritual moments in my life have been over a cup of coffee, over a meal, in a, in a living room small group, in a setting with friends where it's authentic and it's real, and they've been profound, and they've been amazing spiritual moments. Some of the biggest and most breathtaking moments with God have been in those circles, in those moments, not necessarily in this moment. It's not always during a worship song. It's not always during a sermon. It's those moments when I'm opening up to someone, a brother in Christ that can speak truth to me. When I'm opening up to my spouse, when I'm talking to my wife and we're talking about life, in those moments, God shows up and God does something amazing. And for a long time, I used to think I was weird. I grew up in church. That's not how it's supposed to happen. When you're on the front row and you're worshiping, you're giving God your everything, that's when God's supposed to just strike you with something amazing. Right? No, no, no. Listen, God wired us. He designed us. He built us for relationships. He built us this way. He wired us up this way. And I'll say it this way. I'll say that our walk with Christ was designed to be a community project. Our walk with Christ was designed to be a community project. We need this. We need each other. Ecclesiastes 4 says this, two people are better off than one. For they can help each other succeed. And if one person falls, the other can reach out and they can help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Someone that falls or someone that trips, someone that falls by the wayside, someone that gets off path, somebody that just barely takes one step off, if they don't have somebody else there to just pull them back, then they're in real trouble. They're not going to make it. And I don't know who that is in your life, and I hope you have those kind of people in your life. I hope it's your spouse, those of you that are married. I hope it is, and I pray and I believe that it is. But that's not enough. You need other people to come around you and be a part of your life that can speak truth into you. We need friends. We need coworkers. We need the right guys around us, the right ladies around us that that, that have been with us for a while. There are our people that have our back. Maybe it's a mentor in your life. Maybe it's a a spiritual parent or a biological parent, somebody that's just that person. And maybe you need to lean into it a little bit more. Maybe it's a Christian counselor. That, man, you just go and you unpack and you, and you open up your heart and you open up your life and they can help lead and guide and direct. Or maybe it's your small group. Maybe you look at your small group and you're like, man, these are my people. This is my tribe. Like semester to semester, we are together. We are locked together. We do life together. We, we, we barbecue together. We do football together. We do, we do everything together. This is who we are. Maybe it's your serve team. Every other Sunday, every other weekend, you show up and you're on your team and you're with your crew and this is my people, these are my people, but you need to lean in a little bit more. You need to push in just a little bit more because there's more there that God wants to do. Last week I told you guys about a story just from me a year or so ago when I was getting ready to, to speak to our staff, some leadership stuff, and 
Um, and this whole self-doubt thing began to happen, and I began to talk myself out of my calling and out of who God says I was. And I got into this horizontal place, and it was that self-preaching of, of just reminding myself, no, this is who God says I am that got me out of that place, and I was able to do what I was called to do. But here's the thing, and I want to be really vulnerable. I want to be, really, I want, I want to be honest because I think, I think we need this. That doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. It doesn't always work for me to preach to myself. A lot of times it does, but sometimes it doesn't. About a year or so ago, I came in with, to my small group, my group of guys that I see every single week that speak into my life, that I speak into their life every single week, and they are my boys. This is my people. These are my guys. And I came into them, and I'd been battling the exact same feeling that I spoke about last week that I got over, but I couldn't get past it. And I walked in the room, and all I could do was say, guys, here's where I'm at. Day after day, I keep waking up with the same insecurity, with the same fear, with the same doubt over my life, and I just can't get through it. I've prayed, I've believed, I've been on my hands and knees, I've played every Hillsong song I know that's supposed to break open the gates of heaven. I've done everything I know that is right, and nothing is happening. And then my people around me can look at me and they can begin to speak truth. And one by one they did, they begin to speak over me. And not only that, but they prayed for me. And right there in that moment, they said, you know what? I've been dealing with the same thing. I've gone through that. I've battled this. Or last week I did this. Or, hey, guys, I need prayer too because I'm struggling over here. And it's in those moments that we rise up, that we go to another level, that we find another gear, that we find the power of God in our lives. Because in the faith of one another, we have more faith than we've ever had. Whenever we're in each other's lives and we're connected and we're part of it, we have more faith than we've ever had before because we need each other. I love this quote. Let me, just let me share this Bonhoeffer quote with you real quick. It says this, the Christ in their own hearts is weaker than the Christ in the word of other Christians. Sometimes the Christ that's in my own heart isn't strong enough. I need my brothers. I need my wife. I need the people around me. I need my mentors, my spiritual advisors, and people in my life that can come along and they can speak truth and purpose. They can speak Christ's word from their heart into my heart to boost my faith, to take me to another level, to remind me who God says I am. I need that because sometimes it's just not enough. And if we can just be real and we can be honest, we all know that that's true. We all go through seasons where we go, I just don't know. I just don't know that I can make it. I just don't know that I can keep pushing. I just don't know that I can go through it. And until we have that community around us that we can tell them that, you may not make it. You may just slowly begin to fade away because we need each other. The best version of you, God's version of you, exists on the other side of community. The best view, you, the best version of you, God's version of you exists on the other side of authentic Christian community, the right people, God's people, the right community around you that can help you get to where God wants you to get. Here's three things that I know about this community. The first thing is this, is I need a community that sees the real me. I need a community that knows the real me because we all have this public version of ourselves. We all have this public persona, this public thing that, that everybody knows, and we, and we know a lot of people. You know, everybody knows a lot of people. You know, you, know you, you got that. But you need people behind you that really know you and are watching out for your soul, that care for you deeply, 
but really know you to the core of who you are. They look into you and they truly know you. How does that happen? It happens by building a relationship. It, it happens by building trust. You know, in church for years and years and years, we've thrown around this word accountability. You know, if you've been around church for any amount of time, you've heard that. If you grew up in youth group, you definitely heard that, right? You've got to have an accountability partner, right? Okay, the word accountability is just this really, really big word, but it means this. It means to answer to a trust. And the only way you get trust is relationship. Trust is a relational word. And the way you answer to a trust is you build a relationship. You put time in. You communicate. You open up. You share things about yourself that you wouldn't typically share with just anybody. You enter into a sacred relationship where it's Christ-centered. It's Christ-honoring. And you go, man, I need you to have my back. I need you to watch out for me. Because here's here's the thing. We're in real trouble if no one knows the real me. I'm in real trouble if no one knows the real me. That's dangerous ground. That's dangerous ground if not one human being on this planet fully knows everything about me. The good, the bad, the ugly. Somebody's got to know the good in my life. I want somebody else to know the vision that's in my heart. I want somebody else to know, man, that, there's, that God's got a vision for my family, that he's given me a vision for my marriage, he's given me a vision for my career, my life, for, for the way I'm, I'm a part of my church. Like, God's given me a vision for this. I want somebody to share that. Why? So they can come alongside me, and, and, and we can answer in that trust. We can talk back and forth and go, hey, how's life lining up? The bad in my life. I want somebody that's there whenever, man, it's the worst day of my life. And things seem to be crumbling and falling apart, and there's this turmoil, there's this problem, there's whatever it is. It's the worst day of my life. I want to know that somebody's got my back and they truly know me. And then the ugly, the habitual sin, the thing we don't want to talk about, the shame, the thing that just keeps coming back that no one knows. Someone in your life has to know. And here's why. It's the only way you get to healing. It's the only way you move beyond it. It's the only way you get to that next season. First John says this. It says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us all from all unrighteousness. Whenever we take our sin to God, he forgives it, man. It's gone. It's done. But look at what James says in James 5, 16. It says that whenever, whenever you confess your sins to each other and you pray for each other, that's when healing happens. That's when change happens. It's when, it's when I open up and I trust someone else and we come alongside and say, man, here's what I'm battling. Here's what I'm dealing with. And then I've got a brother in the faith that can walk through this with me. That I can answer. There's a trust there. And I can answer to it. And man, we can walk this thing together. And I can be healed. I can walk through this. I can come out on the other side. Why? Because I got a brother right there with me. And we're walking this thing out together. And we're doing this together. We're going to this next place together that God has called us to go. I need a community that really knows me, that knows the real me, the deep down me. Second thing is this, is I need a community that sees the me that I can't see. You know, we, all of us, every single one of us, we have a me that we cannot see, right? Massive, glaring, blind spots, right? We've all been in that, you know, restaurant situation, that dinner situation, you're, you're having dinner with someone that you barely know, and all of a sudden this little, you know, friendly, friendly piece of broccoli finds itself wedged between two teeth. And you don't know them well enough to know what's proper protocol. Do I address the situation? 
Is it kinder for me not to address the situation? Am I right? You know what I'm talking about? And you're trying to find the code, the balance, what's right, what's wrong, what's going on. And this guy's like basically talking to you right now. You're like, the broccoli is growing. How is the broccoli growing in the mud's gums? What is happening right now? Right? And it's just absolutely crazy. Or, you know, if you, your spouse really loves you, if your spouse really loves you, then you have developed a signal to help you out. Like when these kind of things happen or when you've got like that little hanger that just, you know, and like when you, when you exhale, it like waves to people. When you inhale, like tickles your brain. You know what I'm saying? And if your wife really loves you, you got a signal for that junk. And she's like, knock it off, get it out, you know, whatever. <laughs> and that literally is our signal. It's this. Hmm. And I know what's up. Booger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I bet that's never happened in church before. No one has ever hollered the word booger in church before. <laughs> it's the first time people... But listen, we all know that, right? We all know we all have blind spots. We all need somebody that's looking at us and going, yo, that is not right. Like something right there is not right. Listen, every one of us, we have two visual systems in our life, two visual systems, a physical and a spiritual, okay? Physically, when you're blind, you know you're blind, right? That's, that's nothing new there. If you're blind physically, you know that you're blind. But spiritually, if you're blind spiritually, you are blind to your blindness. You have no idea that you're blind. You have this crystal clear perception of who you think you are and that you got it all together and everything's looking good and, and acting right and everything's good. You need somebody else that sees the you that you don't see. Say, bro, you got some broccoli between your teeth, right? You need somebody that's gonna look at you and go, hey, whoa, 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 there's some identity stuff. There's some character stuff. There's some sin stuff. There's something here that's just not lining up. We need somebody that can look into our life and go, whoa, there's a problem right here. There's, a, there's an issue. There's a sin. There's something that's just not right. In Hebrews 3, this is the way that it's worded in Hebrews 3. It says this. It says, be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it's still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin. And hardened against God. You need each other. You need someone that can go, whoa, 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 hey, wait a minute, this is not right. This is not going to work. This is not who you've been called to be. There's something else, there's something more that God wants to do in you. Who is that person to you? Is there, is there a person? And whenever someone just slowly begins to engage in any way, do you throw up some sort of wall? Do you, do you get defensive? Do you think, no, 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 I've got it all together because spiritually you're blind to the fact that you're not okay. And we need people that can call us out and sin. We need people that can look at us and go, whoa, hey, man, bro, the way you're talking to this, the way you handle that situation at work, man, the way you're, the way you're doing this whole financial thing over here, man, this doesn't feel right. I don't think this is who you are. It looks like you're trying to skirt something. It looks like you're trying to do something wrong or the way you're speaking to this employee or the way you're handling your family right now, man, the time that you're, that you're spending away from your family just doesn't seem right. This is not who you are. Remember, remember, man, you told me that your vision for your family was to become a healthy family. The way you're living right now, bro, that's not it. That's not gonna get you to that place. I need somebody that knows me that well, that can look into my eye and they can speak freely. They have permission to speak freely into my life the problems in my life, but man, I also need somebody that can see the potential in my life. Because isn't that the quickest thing that we lose sight of? 
We lose sight of our own potential. We lose sight of our own calling. We lose sight of, the own, of, of, of what God has put inside us, and we need someone else to speak those things over us and pull them out of us. One of the great leadership gurus, Zig Ziglar, said this. He said it this way. He said, a lot of people have gone further than they thought they could because someone else thought they could. Y'all, that's good right there. A lot of people have gone farther than they ever thought was possible because someone else thought that they could go there. Someone else thought that it was possible that they could go to another level, to a new place. And I have found this to be true in my life almost every day. Almost every, today, this morning, two men came and did this exact same thing to me. Walk, through a text message and through a face-to-face, just walk up and say, speak potential and speak life and say, no, no, hey, listen, God's called you. God's hand is on you. God is speaking to you today. God is here today. God is, God is in you today and just speaking that potential over me. Just friends, just guys that have my back. I need people to do that. Proverbs 18, 21 says this, and we know this. It says, the tongue is the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Well, guys, we live in a culture where this tongue has the power of death thing is all over the place. We understand that, right? Our culture, everything is shame. Everything is, is negative. Everything is angry. Everything is harmful. Everything is destructive. I mean, yeah, I can't even watch the news. I can't even open up a news app. It drives me crazy because everything is so negative. Right? And all we're doing is speaking death. I need people in my life that are going to speak life. That are going to call things from dead to life. They're going to raise the lid of my life. They're going to unlock doors that I didn't even know were there. That are going to awaken a destiny and a purpose in me that I thought was asleep. I need people in my life that are going to speak potential into me. They're going to have, they're going to have my back through every single thing. Especially those of you that grew up with such negative and harmful words spoken over you through a parent or a loved one or someone else that just spoke negatively or, or, or put a label on you or put something, put something nasty on you. You need someone that's just going to speak life to, to counteract that, that's speaking potential over you. Who are those people in your life? Who are those people that speak that way over you, that, that love you in that way? Who are those people that will raise the lid of your life, that will unlock doors, that will awaken the destiny, the purpose that God has inside you. Who is it that will speak those things over you? I need a community that really, really knows me. I need a community that sees the me that I don't see. And third and last, I need a community to remind me that I'm not alone. I need a community of authentic, vulnerable Christian relationships to remind me that I'm not alone. I know I'm not the only one. I know most of us in this room would know this to be true. But every single day, I don't feel Jesus. There are days in my life that I wake up and I just think, where'd you go, bud? It's real quiet today. Or I wake up one day and I just feel like I'm completely alone. There's no other human being on the planet that's battling what I'm battling right now. And our tendency is just to slowly, we just kind of start disconnecting. Well, I guess something's wrong with me. I'll slowly fade out of that small group. I'll slowly stop, you know, showing up to serve on the weekends. I'll slowly just disconnect. Maybe I'll go to church once a month. And we just slowly do this fade out thing because the enemy wants you to think that you're the only one battling, that you're the only one that's going through it. He wants you to be played with this loneliness and this thing that inside you just go, well, something's wrong with me. I'm broken. 
I'm broken. Like, look at everybody else worshiping, and I can't even worship. I'm all alone, man. I'm the only one. We just slowly fade out. We slowly start piecing out. The only way that we know we're not alone is when we have authentic Christian community. And we can walk into a room, we can pick up the phone, we can text a friend and say, bro, I'm dealing with this. I feel alone right now. And what's going to come back to you through that text is you're not alone. I'm going through the exact same thing. But if the enemy can make you think that you're not allowed to share it, hey, you're not allowed to open up to people, hey, you're not allowed to let other people in and kind of know what's going on, then you are going to think that you're on an island isolated to yourself and you're going to slowly fade away. But if you will open up and get an authentic Christian relationship, you'll realize, man, that we're all battling. We're all fighting. We're all in this thing to the death. And whenever I have my people around me, I'm stronger. I can make it. I can be everything he's called me to be. You know, we know that Jesus said that I'll never leave you or forsake you. But he did not say that he will never let you feel like he left you or forsake you. Feeling, that feeling is real, man. That feeling is real that every single day when I'm reading the Bible, I don't always feel Jesus. Is that okay to say in church? Right? I don't always feel like he's just right there in the room. But it's that later that day when I connect to a brother, when I connect to a friend, I say, man, I'm really struggling. I need prayer right here. I'm going through something. And they step up and they're there for you. Then all of a sudden I know, yeah, yeah, he hadn't left me. He gave me my boys. He gave me my people. He gave me this group of guys around me that can speak life into me speak potential into me. That's who we're called to be. Because the best version of me exists on the other side of community, on the other side of the right community, on his community, the authentic relationship centered around Jesus Christ, centered around who he says you are, centered around what he wants to do in you. And for me, this church, our church, you know what? We're, we're a big church. And it'd be really, really easy to slip in and slip out. It'd be really, really easy to just, to just kind of, to, to, for us just to become this big church of a bunch of islands that show up once a week. And I believe with all of my heart that we have to be a big church because we have a big vision. And God's going to use this big church to do something so big and so massive. But guys, we have to fight to keep it small. In the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the size and the scope of what God wants to do here, if we don't individually fight to keep these open relationships, these real relationships that are connected through and through this church, and us individually trying to become everything that we're called to be, that as a church we will not become who he says we are. Because when God looks at this church, he sees City Hope Church, he knows what this church is supposed to be. And this church is made up of you and me, imperfect people on this journey together. And when we are individually connected to that and we're going after who God's called us to be and we come into this place, each of us fully embracing our identity with our foot on the gas pedal, all the power, all the, all the passion, all the fire of God in our heart and we come into this place and we're united and we're unified. And we know who God's called us to be as City Hope Church. We know who God's called us to be to reach the community, to reach the world for Jesus Christ. There is nothing God cannot do through us. Nothing. But we need each other. We need each other. It's not a bunch of islands. We're in this thing together to the very end. And I look out in this room, and I think every single room right now, every environment, 
whether you're watching on a computer or whether you're at the prison, it doesn't matter where you are, wherever you are, I believe with all of my heart that right now there are deep, meaningful relationships just waiting to be found, waiting to be cultivated, just waiting on you to take a step and go, okay, we've been talking about small group for years now, and I've just, I've been on the outside, I've just, I've been there, maybe it's time, maybe it's time to jump on in, maybe it's time, you're not going to find it tomorrow, Maybe you got to look around a little bit and you got to find your people. You got to find your group. But eventually you do and you connect and you're a part of a family and then you have your people. And then all of a sudden, semester to semester to semester, man, this is my people. I do life with these people. We do football. We do barbecues. We do pool days. We hang out. We're in this thing together because we are, we have each other's back. We're fully connected and engaged in one another. Maybe it is your serve team or maybe your next step right now is literally next. As soon as this service is over at every single campus, the way for you to get connected and to open up and go, okay, I'm going to meet somebody. I'm going to try my best to build some relationship. I'm going to build some community. I'm going to build this thing. It's just taking a step and going to next. Because you'll meet somebody today that's in the same stage of life that you are, that's going through something, that is connect. You are going to connect today, I promise you. Maybe they're not a lifelong friend, but it is a way to begin getting you connected right now to what God wants to do through you. You just got to open up your heart. And here's the thing, so many people, we sit back and we just think that one day it's just going to happen. God's going to bring these kind of friendships, these kind of people into my life. It's just going to magically happen. No, it's not. You've got to go looking for it. You've got to fight for it. Your heart's got to be open to it, and you've got to go for it. You've got to go all in. You've got to give it everything you've got. But today's the day, man. Don't wait. Get connected. Find a relationship. Find a way for you to open up your heart and begin connecting in a God-honoring, God-centered way. One last thing, and I'm going to wrap up. As we talk about relationships and connectivity, I, I know at every campus, on every device, everywhere you are right now, I know that there are people that are battling loneliness. That feel isolated, that feel disconnected, that feel like you could just slip in and slip out and nobody knows me and I can just, I can just do my thing. And you're hurting. And what you need is connectivity. What you need is relationship. But you feel all alone and isolated. First off, I want to tell you, you're not alone. There's a lot of us in this room that feel that exact same way. And what I want you to do is we dismiss, and one of our campus pastors is going to come up and close in just a moment. And our ministry team is going to come down front. I want you to come connect. If you feel this deep loneliness, this deep heartache of, I just don't even know, I just, I'm, I, I, I've been hurt so many times, or I've battled this, or I've done this, or I've, no one could ever accept me with all the junk that I've done in my life. Listen, just come try. Just let us pray with you. Let us try our best to connect you. We'll take you to the square. We'll get you connected to something, someone to connect you to someone else. Because you cannot do this alone. We cannot make it alone. We will never become everything that he says we are without other people in our life helping us and supporting us along the way. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. And God, we surrender our hearts and our souls and everything that we are to you, God. We give you everything. And we understand, God, and I pray that this will just lay heavy on our hearts, that the best version of myself, the best version of me, exists on the other side of God-centered community. God, in that place of community, authentic community, God, that we can fully become everything that you've called us to be, that you've said that we are. And today, Lord, I pray that you would pull us forward, that you would draw us to the front. God, if we need prayer, if we need to connect, if we feel lonely, I pray right now before we leave this place 
God, that we would get connected, that we would, that we would connect with someone else, that we would be, be prayed over, that we would, Lord, find somebody, go, Lord, just to speak into our heart, to speak into our life. Lord, we surrender everything to you, and I pray, God, that this will not just, just be one of those things, but, God, that this message will weigh heavy on our hearts. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.